Great time of worship there, Gordon, and it's lovely to be in his presence, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that, as you were saying earlier on, isn't that what it's all about? We're, we are made to worship the Lord. It is. Well, I'm so glad that you're still with us. I've got the Honourable Gordon Deans with us here. The doctor is in the house. And uh, we're going to be just chatting a little bit over the last couple of weeks. What happened at the end of the whole Christmas series and things like it? Did you enjoy the series, first of all? I thought it was great. I thought it was... Such a good idea to, t to put Jesus mm -hmm. into the center of Christmas. It is, yeah. And actually not just the baby Jesus, but the man Jesus, mm. the King Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, the one who's coming back for us. It changes our whole perspective, I think. Now listen, Gordon, I've got to just reiterate this. I'm not anti-Christmas. I love a good Christmas. I'm the first one to have my lights out in the neighborhood. I love the decorations. I'm not anti the season. But what I am anti is when we elevate Father Christmas and trees and presents and everything above Jesus. We have to get the balance right. And I think that was what was in my heart so much is Jesus has to be number one. And we have to honor and worship him. And yeah, we can still enjoy Christmas. We can still have a nice party. We can still do those things. But it's got to be all about Jesus. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the thing is, you know, where is our heart? Isn't it? That's mm. what I got out of it. Um, what are we putting number one in our lives? Yeah. Is Jesus an add-on or is he central? Yeah, it's true. But the thing that I found, you know, so often going with our heads, we say Jesus is number one in my life until... Trauma comes in, mm. drama comes in, something happens in our lives and immediately starts to separate us from Jesus. And it takes our eyes off of him onto the problem. And that was for me the challenge. We shared of how it happened with Claire and the health issues that we face as a family. It came between and immediately suddenly realized, hang on a minute, our focus is all upon uh, the drama the, the, and where's Jesus in all this? And it was a, a deliberate action that we had to go through and say, no, I'm refocusing on Jesus, to re-get that peace from him. Yeah, I think it's this idea of refocusing is a great word. Mm -hmm. I think because actually um, we have it in our heads that Jesus is center. Um, do we have it in our hearts? Yeah. Probably, but do I act it out? That's what hit me about this. Do I act out what I claim to believe? So often, it is a saying, actually, they call it Teflon-coated Christians. You know Teflon? Yeah, uh, when they do nothing cooking, sticks. Nothing sticks. And we all say, yeah, 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 I believe in Jesus. Yes, I, he's the king. Yes, yes, yes. I worship. But then do we actually do it? Do we actually follow? Or is it yeah. just words? Is it just actual mental assent that we give this? Or do we actually live it out? Yeah. I want to go back all the way to the first week that we're talking about. And the whole thrust of that week was all about peace. And I think over the season of Christmas and even with the lockdowns and everything that's been happening, you can clearly see how people's peace has been stripped. Fear has come in and replaced that peace and with fear and anxiety and depression and sickness and things like that, isn't it? Yeah. So I think the problem is we take on the things of this world, haven't we? Mm. And so we actually focus on what the world is focusing on but actually, we're in the world, but mm. we're not of the world. We're ambassadors of another kingdom. And I just thought, have I lost sight of that? Mm. Have we sort of focused on what we can see with our eyes rather than what God tells us? Mm. 
who is centre in my life? And that's what really uh, enabled me to, to refocus, I think, with mm. this uh, series that you did. Yeah. The thing that I'm reminded of is we have to make a mental decision to set. Remember that scripture said, let not your heart. So if we just go along life and we're just doing life, just going down the street, walking, just doing my thing, and something happens, we have to take a knee-jerk reaction. We, we can't just go with the flow and the drama of it. So many people go, oh, I'm sick, I've got to pray. Pray for me, pray for me. And the first thing is just to scream, get panicky, get depressed. We have to stop. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus. It said, let not your hearts be troubled. I have to make, you said we're in another world. I have to remind myself, I'm of another kingdom. Yeah. There is another set of rules here to play. I'm not just going to get swamped by this. We are not denying that hard times come. They do come. And I'm sure you guys have had hard times this Christmas as well. But when these hard times come, are we going to set our minds and say, I choose to go back to Jesus. I choose to go and follow him. I choose to focus on his peace now, not the trauma. So what I, you know, if you look at the, the whole of the Bible, really, God's done it all. But he gives us a choice. We're a partner with him. And a partnership is a two-way relationship. Mm. And one person can do it all. And God has done it all. And Christ has done it all. But actually, we have to partner with him. Now, my problem, and I'm sure many of us are the same, is that when things go, you know, belly up, we end up by focusing on what we can see and rather than what I can't see. I focus on myself rather than on God. And actually, you know, when we get depressed, the natural reaction is you go down like this and you look at your feet and you look at the ground and you look miserable. And what I got out of this was actually stop looking down at your feet and what's going on and look up mm. at the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and what he's done to, for you. Because when you focus on what he's done, it puts life into perspective. It puts your problems into perspective. It puts all you're going through into perspective. If the power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is in me, then surely I've got the power that's greater than any circumstance I'm facing. I totally agree that we have to be focused on Jesus. We've got to be Jesus-centric, totally. The, the, we moved on to the second week, um, and I love this one. It's all the story of the Jewish wedding and, and the love relationship and the relationship that we have with Jesus. And you've been talking about that. When we get down, we start to forget, hey, we actually engage to somebody. We need to reach out to someone. I love that thing. Of us, for me, this is what really just blessed me the most. When the bridegroom said, I'm going away to prepare a place, he would say, I'm looking after you. I researched this in the Jewish culture and the groom was actually, he would look after the bride. He would make sure that she had whatever she needed even while he was away. And I'm reminded of that verse that says, cast all your cares, I'm your carer, I care for you. And when we do get down and depressed, we forget sometimes that Jesus is saying, I'm here, involve me, I want to care for you, I want to provide for you. So that place, the place of uh, status, the place that he's created, we must remember who we are in him. We must remember that we have a relationship with him. 
And I thought, I got so excited about that. I don't have to worry about my place down here. Jesus said he's going to provide for us. Now, I'm, he's not going to give me the house like uh, uh, in the post and I'll suddenly get a text, you have a new house. No, he's going to expect me to work and earn a living and pay for a mortgage and do things like that. But do I ask him to, Lord, would I like to live here? Would, and he will direct our paths and he will bring it to, uh, into being. My future is all secure. My place is secure in him. Yeah, and I I love that idea that actually, you know, the commitment, also the the commitment came first. Yeah. That really spoke to me, that the commitment came first and then the love. Um, and And actually God is totally committed to me and he loves me totally. And actually part of a a relationship, a marriage relationship, is a commitment on both sides. It is. So the question I ask myself is, he's totally committed to me, he totally loves me, so how am I committed to him? And do I love him? Am I all the sort of lovey-dovey bit first and the commitment is way back there? And if I am committed to him, he, in his commitment to me, will provide all my needs. You know, the the beautiful thing is, he's gone to prepare a place for me. That's what I got out of that Mm. second one, right? So actually, because I'm in Christ, I'm already effectively in that place. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. So actually, I've got all I need. I don't need anything more. Yes, You've got to work for it. Yes, you've got to, you know, do things. Mm. But basically, isn't it great that he is providing everything I need? But hold on. I have to ask him. I have to trust him. I have to go to him for it. Yeah, I you totally know, agree. That's, the, that's the great thing about it. It's all about relationship. Yeah. A relationship isn't just a one-sided affair. It's where we talk. It's, it's daily. How many of us actually daily, I love to wake up in the morning, I open up my curtain and say, Jesus, are you coming back today? And I look up, you know, and I, I see often a, a gorgeous cloud with a lining yeah. or something like that. And I look at it and think, oh my goodness, it could be on that cloud. <laughs> you know? and, so, and I'm actively looking for him. Um, one of the thoughts I had was a, a lot, especially the younger generation, and I felt this myself as I was a little bit younger, you kind of think, but I... Uh, I know I love Jesus and I want him to come back, but also I haven't got married yet. I haven't got a car yet. I haven't got a home and I want all this. But you know what? I wish people would just go and spend a little time investigating heaven. Randy Alcorn wrote a book on heaven, what it's like. And this isn't, you know, I'm still going to know Claire in heaven. Um, There's so much in heaven. We're going to be doing things. We're actually going to come down and remain here on the earth with Jesus for a thousand years. We're going to live in homes. We're going to be ruling and reigning. We've got jobs to do. We've got things. Life is still going to carry on. People are still going to, in the natural, going to get born and have babies and things like that on this planet because life is going to carry on in that stage. We need to actually start to realize what heaven is truly like and that God's got a better thing for us. So even if we're young, we should still be looking and say, I want that relationship because I, I know, I trust him. What he's got over there is far better than what I have here. And I think when the problem is, have we slipped into the worldly attitude that this world is all there is? Mm. 
Mm. And maybe, hopefully, there's something good out there beyond death. And if we slip into that attitude, then all the things of this world are, are so important, like that rich long ruler that you give the example yeah. of, right? Yeah. But actually, yeah, God, it's, it's our relationship with him. Our total satisfaction is found in him. Total satisfaction is found in our relationship to him. Everything we could ever want is found in him. Right. So when you put him first and seek first the kingdom of God, he gives you everything else, but you also get all the satisfaction you could ever want. The thing that really blessed me was, you know, our bridegroom is coming back, but he's not just a bridegroom. He's not just Jesus. He is Jesus, but he's not just. He is actually the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Do you know, do you realize who's coming back for us? And you know, as I was looking at this, uh, Jesus is coming back. Gordon, I've got an urge inside me. I have to tell people about Jesus. If he is coming back soon, and he is, I can't just sit here doing nothing. I need to tell everyone that I meet, tell them about Jesus. He's coming back soon. You need to know Jesus. You need to know Jesus. Uh, there's no time anymore for pretty little parties. And let's say wine and dine, and, and, we, and we will we'll be very subtle about it. We need to tell people to their face, Jesus is real. Jesus died for your sins. He's coming back. If you don't have a relationship with him, your future is not secure. He's not got a place prepared for you. The place that's prepared for you, you don't want to know about. It's not a good place. And I don't believe in dangling people over hell. But Jesus is coming back, Gordon, and we have to shout it from the treetops and from the housetops and you open your window. Every friend of ours, every neighbor needs to know Jesus is coming again. You need to know Jesus. You know, when, when I was uh, first became a Christian, the, my attitude was, I'm all right, Jack. I'm going to heaven and that's all right uh, and I'm okay and now it's my heart's desire that I bring as many with me as possible mm. and you know in Ephesians I think Paul says um, awake O sleeper and it's like we've been asleep it's like it's everything that in this world as long as I'm all right it doesn't matter but actually, that's not the way God looks at it. Agape love is putting the other mm. person first ahead of me. Agape love is wanting the best for somebody else. Right. And the best for somebody else is a relationship with God. The best for somebody else is an eternal relationship with God. And am I loving them? If I say, well, actually, I don't care if you're not going to have a relationship with God. <laughs> Uh, this guy that's preaching, Gordon, I've got to tell you the story quickly. Uh, I know we need to end very soon, but listen to this. There was a cliff, and these guys were sitting like you and me just chatting, and a blind guy came walking along, and he's, feeling, and he's heading dangerously towards the cliff. And the one guy says to the other, should we tell him this cliff? And the guy, no, 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 it's not politically correct. You don't, <laughs> you don't tell a blind person or someone yeah. like it, they disadvantage you. you. You need to honor them. They need to find their own way. They're on this journey of life. But, but he could fall off the cliff. He could die. No, 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 don't get involved. You know, they, they, they're on a journey with God themselves and just give them space, give them time. How foolish would that be? But in the real world, people are going to hell. They're about to fall over a cliff. How can we just sit back here and do nothing? We have to get involved. We've got to say, hey, friend, listen, there is a better way. 
there is a Jesus that loves you and he cares for you. It is so important. And you know, when I'm thinking and finding actually that this COVID thing has upset a lot of people that has made them search for something. There has Mm. got to be something more to life than this. There's got to be something, an answer beyond this Mm. life. And so people, the fields are ripe unto harvest. People are looking for something more. They are there. What we need to do is be the harvesters who go out into the fields and and bring in the harvest. That's right. There's no ifs and buts. That is a command. We have to do it. Gordon, I ended the whole series on Christmas Day really with Jesus is the King. And we saw how the wise men worshipped the king. Nathaniel worshipped the king. But even the, the Israelites, as Jesus came into Jerusalem riding on the colt, they worshipped the king. And we need to worship the yeah. king. And you know, this morning, I know we've just been having a bit of chat, uh, but I want to remind us, we need to worship mm. the king. It's all about Jesus. You know, housewives, you know, sometimes you get so caught up looking after the kids and mm-hmm. cleaning houses. You know, you can worship a kid. The Bible tells us in Romans 12 that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice and all your actions that you're doing is your reasonable worship. Even just doing the housework, you can still be singing a song and you can say, thank you, Jesus. If you're a car mechanic and you, you're fixing the car, you can just be humming a tune. Oh, come, holy faithful, drawing a bit of oil, joyful and triumph. <laughs> you can sing on the top of your voice, you, wherever you are. You might be a nurse and, and you, you're fixing someone's shoulder, a physiotherapist, and you, but you can just, under your breath, you can just say, I oh, thank you for healing. You can worship God with where you are, in your home, in your jo- jobs. Every day, it's a 24-7 thing. I want to encourage us as a church, don't go into this 2020 and just live our own lives like Gordon was saying. We need to realize we're in a relationship with Jesus. I challenge us this year, let's make Jesus number one. I encourage you, if you Mm. can, come back into church. Come and worship with the guys. Get built up uh, and, and let's grow together in God. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you for today. I want to thank you for uh, Gordon and Steve and the team here that lead PCF. I want to say thank you for such amazing men and women of God. But Lord, I thank you for every single person listening online. I thank you that they are part of this church. Even though they're electronic, even though they're online, they are part of us. And I want to pray a blessing on them. Lord, as they focus this year on worshipping Jesus, as they focus on that anointing that's inside of them, and as they reach out and touch a dying and hurting world, would you anoint them, would you encourage them, would you heal them, would you bless them, I pray. And we ask it in the wonderful name of Jesus. PCF Church, we love you. We appreciate you. Don't we, Gordon? Amen to that. And thank you for such a lovely chat. And just by the way, we need to have some more coffee. Indeed. Great. Have a great day. Enjoy yourself, guys.